Where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from seven to Y. And this week we take a step outside of BNL to talk about fishing and, and rope tying. And don't ask me why. That's just what we're gonna do this week. We're talking about that stuff instead. And 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 to join me, of course, I have Stefan. Like who else is gonna help me talk about fishing knots? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you know, we're all glad that you came. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad game too, I guess. <laughs> and we're also joined tonight by the other people who are glad that you came, Jeff and Aaron. Hello, Thanks, everyone. Tracy. These puns are not doing it for me. Oh. <laughs> no. Could you please try and keep it in line? Oh. <laughs> All right, tie it off, tie it off. (laughs) All right, so Aaron, do you, like, like I know I'm going to ask this, I know you're going to know the answer, but what album was this not on? It was not on Marooned, (laughs) (laughs) but it almost was. What is the song? You didn't even say what song it was. Yes, so this week's song (laughs) that we're going to be discussing is Inline Bowline which is written by Jim Cregan. If you've never heard the song before, here is that a was quick... evident. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are like most BNL listeners, so here's a quick snippet. First you tie it round your hand You showed me so I would understand It's the handiest knot It wasn't in the book that I bought And like all Cregan Brothers songs, this is about a cow skating. (laughs) Oh, that's Inline Bovine. I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I thought all Cregan Brothers wrote songs about cows. I was a little confused there. Stephen Page (laughs) is groaning. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. However, that is about the only funny thing you can say about this song, so I figured I'd get it out of the way now. <laughs> However, I love that pun. <laughs> All right, that, was so, a, that was actually scripted, I can't lie. I wrote that down. That was as big of you to admit that. <laughs> I, you know what I say? Moo. Moo. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be one of those episodes, folks. Pretty Pretty bad. Bad. I can't believe I have to do a show with these guys. Now, you said strap in. I would have said saddle up. We're really besides ourselves. Easy. Easy now. <laughs> you can't strap in with a bowling. Oh, I'm sorry. Bow line. Whatever. A bowling. And bowling. In line bowling. I don't know what the heck a bow line is. I do okay, so line, well, we'll talk about it. Do you know what the song, do you know what the song's about, Stefan? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Stefan, Stefan has the down low here. Stefan... Is he mispronouncing this word? Oh, he could be. I mean, it's spelled bow line. So um, it could be bow line if you're you're wrapping a Christmas gift. But uh, usually this knot is used on uh, nautical apparatuses. So uh, it'd be called bow a bow line. That makes sense. A, a bow line. So, and I tie these knots every day. So there you go, Jim. Get it right. Pronounce the song right. <laughs> Please come on the show, Jim. Yes. <laughs> Please defend yourself. Please defend yourself after this. this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if people don't know where this song is from, it was supposed to be, it was a song written for Maroon, and recently they released the Maroon 20th anniversary edition of the album. And because of that, they put an exclusive double vinyl out and a a digital deluxe album out for the first time ever. And they included all the songs on that that were initially written for this album, but not put on the album as well. I'll go into that more later on when we're talking about the 20th anniversary album, but that's what it was supposed to be on. Um, Other than that, it ended up being on some of the international versions of Maroon. 
and it was on the Australian version of the single for Pinch Me as the B-side. As the B-side, right. But only for the Australian version. Right. So I don't know. For some reason... This, although this that makes sense because this is the B-sideiest B-side I think B&L has ever done. <laughs> Maybe they figured that the the way of pronouncing bowline fig- worked out well I, in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah. Put a I, nice bow on it. <laughs> I know why they cut the song, though. I can tell you right now because it's kind of dark and depressing and, and Bare Naked Ladies doesn't like to put that stuff on their album, so... <laughs> no, I mean it wouldn't go with tonight. I fell asleep at the wheel or anything like that. Right? No, the I flag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> helicopters? I mean, seriously, how does that go with helicopters? <laughs> I live with it every or day. Alcohol. I live with it every day. I'll be that girl. <laughs> We're closing in on halfway through here eventually, and I'm starting to finally get some of these references, and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> talk a little bit about this song while we do the wonderful breakdown all right let's break it down (laughs) uh inline bowline can i just say first and foremost that i was disappointed that this song didn't have a bass line played by a bow i was looking forward to some nice lovely string bow deep kind of bass like i don't know uh song written by jim (laughs) with the word bowline in it Except it's a bow, which you could play with a bow too, I guess. But I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> you rub the bass up against the bow. Of the ship. Why That's hasn't anyone like done against, that? That's more like Rage Against the Machine. Right. I was thinking like uh, the the live uh, unplugged rendition of "Dumb" by Nirvana. But uh, <laughs> all right, this uh, inline bowline was recorded at 111 beats per minute. BNL love their odd tempos. Uh, it is in the key of D major, and you know that right away because that's one of the only chords you hear in the entire song. Almost the entire song consists of two chords, D major and G major, over and over and over. So we have the tonic, or one, D to the perfect fourth, G. The verse and the chorus are both the same, D to G, one to four. That's our A section. And I'm going to call both the verse and the chorus the A section because it's the exact same chord progression. Um... <laughs> It is interesting that the chorus, or refrain perhaps, comes first. So you hear the chorus first, then you get into the verse. Not completely out of left field. You hear that a lot in like indie rock, punk rock, stuff like that. But it is kind of interesting. Uh, the bridge introduces the third and only different chord in the entire song, E minor. <laughs> that would be your two. So now for our bridge or B section, we have E minor to G to D, or two, four, one. Which is kind of close to a more classic two five one. It's a really satisfying turnaround, and it kind of mixes it up in a in a moment where it needs it. Uh, but it's so short lived. Uh, I'm wondering if the repetitiveness of this song is somewhat programmatic, since the song is about a knot. Now, upon reading the lyrics, the song takes a very dark turn. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But even outside <laughs> the context of a noose. A knot represents being bound or tied to something. Once you have a knot, you're tied to something you can't easily move. And also, not to get too far into the the lyrical dissection, maybe a reason someone might take their own life is that they feel like they can't go anywhere, they're not going anywhere, they're stuck, they're tied. So, I don't know, maybe there's something programmatic in the fact that it's just bouncing back and forth between these two chords most of the time. But ultimately, we have the structure of intro, which is our A, Chorus, which is A, verse one, which is A, chorus, which is A, verse two, which is A, chorus, which is A, bridge, which is B, B. verse, which is A, chorus, which is A, chorus, which is A, which is A, 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 B, A, A, A. Or like. You think they screwed up? No, I think. It's like if you ask the world's most drunk ABBA fan, what's your favorite band? ABBA! Um, this is Fonzie's favorite song. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> if he just took out the bridge, it would be the Fonzie song. Uh, this one, it kind of reminded me a little of Guided by Voices and a lot of They Might Be Giants, two bands I really like. And it's got this nice, happyish kind of bouncy sound to it with really dark lyrics, mm-hmm. which somewhat appeals to me as well. Uh, <laughs> longtime listeners of the show, I'm sure, will not be surprised to hear that. At first, I wasn't sure I would like it, but by the end, it won me over fairly successfully. Uh, It somewhat reminds me of Born Human. Uh, I can't recall when we interviewed Andy if Jim said 
he said Jim was one of the ones who was really into They Might Be Giants, but it yeah. kind of has that feel. And they, they also did that kind of uh, potentially dark lyrics over kind of happy-sounding music as well. I like it. Why can't they be called big people? I mean, it's... it's more... <laughs> they they well, must have a glandular growing exactly. disorder. <laughs> That's pretty... I don't like the terminology. Yeah. Giants are people, too. Exactly. Andre the Giant was a, was a people. Yes. <laughs> it's funny Absolutely. that you went... It's funny that you with, with, went with They Might Be Giants. Because my immediate response is one that Jeff joked around with yeah. just before we came on. Jeff, what was your thought on this I, song? I actually made the comment on Messenger when he sent this. I said, why did you send me a Weezer song? <laughs> because yeah, this that. is so this is so Weezer to me. It's, I can hear that a bit. Which, and there's the nothing wrong with that because I absolutely no, I like just Weezer. like they might be giants. I absolutely love Weezer, so that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, no, but also the echoing during that bridge is the yeah. most mm-hmm. Weezer part of that song, and it very. I mean the oh my god, the word of tied to him sounds almost like Rivers Cuomo is singing it. I right? Just yeah. Imagining the song as sung by Rivers Cuomo, I can I can, I can I can hear it. I would like to hear um, them play this. Actually, yeah. have they ever played it? Do we know? Let's make that a thing. <laughs> I've got well, connections. Hashtag, I've got connections. Hashtag I'll call, Weezer I'll... inline bowline. Join the conversation. <laughs> Let's get Weezer on the show. Can we do that? Rivers, come on the show. We know come you on, listen. Rivers. Yeah, and do a cover for us. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, this does fit in with the other songs that are on the album that this wasn't on. It's not that it doesn't fit in with the feel of Too Little Too Late. It doesn't fit in with Tonight I Fell Asleep at the Wheel. It, it does fit in with the feel of this entire album, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So why do we think it was... There's a reason I like Maroon. <laughs> <laughs> so why do we think that it was left off Maroon? Like I said, I, I at first I wasn't sure if I liked it. It was one of those ones... Because I have to do these breakdowns, I end up listening to the song like between 10 to 20 times in a single day, usually. And it's interesting to me how quickly a song that I'm like, oh, I kind of like that can get really annoying mm-hmm. and I end up hating it. And vice versa, a song where I'm like, ah, it's kind of repetitive and whatnot. But the more I hear it, the more it kind of carves a groove out in my, my auditory center of my brain. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know. There's just something interesting about it where I, I feel like maybe if they were going through the tracks and thinking this one requires a little more digestion, maybe we'll make it a B-side or put it on just the international release or something like that. But I think if you do give it time to digest, it will reward you. I think oh, yeah. it's a better song than you might think upon first listen. So if you're out there, if you haven't heard it, listen to it a couple times. Listen to it a few times through and uh, read the lyrics while you're doing it. It's, it's really interesting. And where I loved it, actually, we'll get to this when we talk about lyrics, where I, where I love the song, not to show too many cards right now, is on the third verse, um, oh, yeah. which I think <clears throat> is an amazing verse. And um, I think maybe one of the reasons why it didn't quite make the cut is this was still, this was in a very heavy period of the Ed Steven um, yeah. part of BNL, where it was very Ed and Steven, and, and they were pushing songs <laughs> out that Ed was on, um, Steven was very much in control, so I could kind of see that too. It's also yeah. very on the nose. It's not obscure. Like, there's no way you can listen to the song and not know exactly what it's about. Which a lot it's of being, a song about about a fisherman. It's yeah. <laughs> it's about being in a. It's a. It's. A, nope. Maybe a fisherman. What he does. It's about being on a Boy Scout outing and tying Look, knots. Guys, <laughs> the knot is tied to him. It's a humorous song about someone. <laughs> Who tries to tie their boat onto a mooring, but ends up <laughs> tying it to their own leg in slapstick oh, fashion? Yes, yes. no. <laughs> with, hilarity with tragic and, hilarity ensues. <laughs> tragic results. I actually came to liking this song more listening to the 20th anniversary release because um, I couldn't get the "Pinch Me" single from Australia. Imagine that. Um, so the only. The only exposure that I had to this song before the 20th anniversary release was off the um, Live in Lansing, Michigan album, where they released, you know, everywhere along that tour, they released an album for the people that were at that concert. Um, It is online. But unfortunately, I feel like that version 
is missing a lot of, well, it's missing a really important piece of the music, especially, which is Kevin. Um, I don't know why I can't hear Kevin on that version, but all of the interesting stuff that's going on in the left channel of this song is missing in that live version. And it's, so if you take out all the interesting guitar parts that are in the background on this song, that's gone on the live version. So all you have is that monotony throughout the whole entire song with nothing to break it up. My and hunch, it does. It gets very tiring. Yeah, my hunch is that probably live, Kevin is playing this on guitar, though. I, you know, I would think so, but it yeah. wasn't. Maybe it was just bad mixing, or it didn't make it in there for some reason. But yeah, on the live version, he's absent. Um, and which is really unfortunate because it made me really dislike the song the first couple of times. I came in hating this song. And then it was because of that missing piece. And then Kevin's addition to it really actually allowed me to enjoy and listen to the lyrics of it. Right. I mean, it, it's a dark song, but it, I think that you put it also very well, Aaron. It's very simple. Um, and that's, that's the major trouble with Tracy this week is that... <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. What's the trouble with Tracy? He's got problems with this song. What's the trouble with Tracy? Is that there's simplicity abounds in this song. We have we have a refrain instead of like any kind of real chorus. So it's just repeating inline bowline over and over and over again. And this, it's just a very like you had said, it's got two chords for the majority of the song except for the bridge. And so I just sit there and rot. I mean, it's a, it's nice enough, but I know that Jim can write stuff that's much more complex than this. Right. Well, okay, I think we're kind of diving into a lyrics discussion now, Tracy, but what if we're all taking this too literally? All right. What if the not is standing in for something else? Because to me, if you want to take this at a surface level, right, he teaches his friend to tie a knot, and then either him and his friends are all putting the knot to different uses in a game and one of them ties the noose and the friend ends up hanging himself with the noose or ties his own noose and kills himself. Either way, the knot killed him. But the other thing is that it lists all these different uses for the knot, right? The knot doesn't have to be something that kills people. It could be something that ties up a canoe or tie a shoe. Um, so what if the, the noose or the knot is a substitute for something else? You know, and not to get like, I don't want to, every time we talk about uh, rock and roll, we have to talk about drugs, but like people use drugs to relieve pain. They use drugs to relax or unwind. They use drugs to help them deal with things going on in their lives. Um, not that I'm advocating anything, but <laughs> I'm just saying there, are, there can be positive benefits and there can be uh, uh, innocuous uses for some things, but can, they can also be quite dangerous or deadly in the other, in the other circumstance. So maybe right. this friend... I'm thinking, I don't know, I guess somebody had, had talked about Smashing Pumpkins earlier today, so that's why my mind went there. I was thinking about Jimmy Chamberlain getting the keyboard player of Smashing Pumpkins addicted to, to heroin or whatever, and, and he probably felt extremely guilty that he ended up overdosing and killing himself. So it could be an analogy in that sense. Just throwing it one example out there. Well, okay. that's a good analogy. I can see that. Yeah. Is that Stretch Armstrong or I don't know? Well, the writers are from Canada. So I think it's quite literal. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I picture like a Cub Scout um, meeting uh, or like uh, Boy Scouts where you learn knots and whatnot. And um, there's a game associated with learning knots <laughs> for your well uh, to get your badge. And you know you're you're going through the book your your Boy Scout book and in in line boy line isn't in there but you're learning it anyway probably from your troop leader and you know you play around with a noose because every kid go. does a noose when they're learning knots it's just that's what it is so and then there's the guilt that comes along with oh I didn't know that little Jimmy here was going to actually use it that their life was so bad that they had to use it. So I think it was, I think it's very literal. Oh, I think it's quite possible oh. that it was, I was just playing devil's advocate because Tracy was going off on it with the trouble with Tracy. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I feel well, like it's my job to be the loyal opposition. 
This is- here's the thing: is some of the rhymes in this, and I, I maybe it's more complex. I missed it, but it feels oversimplistic. All who tie a knot at the game, we were all glad he came. Well, why? Ah, it's about autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Knew it was coming back. <laughs> Somebody had to make that joke. I fell on the sword for you guys. I jumped oh. on that particular grenade. You're welcome. <laughs> and you guys blame me for taking the train off the tracks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hundred percent derailment. He didn't just take the train off the tracks. That went underwater. It's all right there in the lyrics. People died. It's all right People there. People died from that you derailment. Just gotta put the okay? pieces together. It's like in the ocean <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Brandon ABC does not advocate <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation. That's way out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of these rhymes are really good. I like the third verse. I like the bridge. But I think that the first and second verse are really I, I feel like he's stretching to find rhymes when I think he can do a better job. I don't think so. You know, it's it's the handiest <laughs> knot. I want I want to hear I want to hear Jeff's thoughts on this. Yeah, uh <laughs> well, this is going to shock you all, but I might be reading way too much into this. But um okay. Um so based on what uh Stefan said, when I first heard yeah, the song, where where do we tie knots? Where do you have to buy a book to tie knots? I was there. Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts. Yep. It's a huge part of Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. In fact, uh, not tying games are part of the Cub Scouts. You actually have games to see who can tie knots, and it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, so yeah. you're learning this process. But in 2000, I think it's really important to mention that you actually could be kicked out or not allowed into the Cub Scouts if they found out you were gay. Oh, yeah. Or atheist. Go on. And um, there was a lot of depression that came with that. There was a lot of issues that was built around it. I've known people that were kicked out. Um, and and maybe it's just because my experiences, but I kind of feel like that's part of this too because if you're in a Cub Scout troop and and there's that whole thing of, well, you're, you're gay, you're kicked out, or you're atheist, you're kicked out. Um you know, there's there's an identity thing there. There's there's an issue there, and that you know could lead to that feeling that you're stuck in this rut. I, I can't get out. The whole repetitiveness of of a a a a b, and um, so that's that's actually where my mind went when I heard this song the first time. I think the game and the game is actually um, a very re- like that. There's a reason why those that that rhyme couplet is in there, and and noose and use because when you do a, a bow line. Uh, you know, you're making it into a noose. I didn't know that would be one he would use. Um, yes, we, I love we, that line. We taught him the knot that he needed, you know. So that that's that's actually where I came from. I actually envisioned this is a song about a boy in the Cub Scouts uh, tying knots with his friends who um, is being told his way of life is wrong because you can't be a good... Basically, at that time, the Cub Scout handbook said you cannot be... Um, a model citizen or a good role model if you are a gay or atheist and you need God in your life. And, you know, I think I, I may be going way too deep here, but there were a lot of boys that got really depressed being told that their lifestyle was wrong. And, uh, that's, that's, that's actually where I went to with this song. And I think when I get to the third verse and it's basically a celebration that every time I tie this knot, I think of you, (laughs) it's not for you. Um, yeah. God, I right. love this. Is tied to you. This is tied. Well, yeah, but this is tied to you. But I, I almost, I almost see it as, as uh, it's a tribute. That third, that third verse is a tribute to mm-hmm. this, this person. And I, well, really... and they're trying to find positive ways to, to continue using yeah. this knot and, and remembrance. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I like, I like that so read here... on this knot is tied to him. That right. might have been the knot that they it's were learning when they were mm-hmm. fooling around with, with nooses. Here's my problem, my new problem with this then. Tracy has definitely got a new trouble here. And it's the same trouble that I had three, four weeks ago with Jim's... I think you need a therapist. They don't tell you that? <laughs> I, I can see the clickbait title I now. Can... Is Jim Cregan what? a child murderer? <laughs> no. Oh my no, word. No, no, no. <laughs> that is not where I was going with this. Oh. You can say no, it, Tracy. My... My my trouble is the same one that I had with Jim's song. I saw it, which is he's handle. If that's true, even even without 
it being about that, which I love that read, by the way, Jeff. If he's handling such a difficult topic and such an important topic, such as he does with I Saw It, why is he being so, in many ways, vague that we, it's not something that we can immediately go back to and use it hold as on, a rallying hold cry? On, and hold learn on, hold from. on, hold on. Objection. Objection, Your Honor. First, the song's too literal. You want him to come out and say this gay or atheist Cub Scout is going to kill himself? I, I don't know. First, the song's too literal, and then you're <laughs> complaining because he's not like, my friend murdered himself because he felt isolated and alienated in the Cub Scouts. Pick one. You get one. Pick one, Tracy. <laughs> well, if he is going with that, if it is kind of like written into this, like, yeah, like I like that read of the Boy Scout thing, and I could see lines written like that or or be connected to that the canoe the canoe I but mean, if it, that's what you're doing is way too vague to get that I don't, point across I, I i i agree even before uh jeff and stefan mentioned cub scouts and boy scouts i was thinking it too the imagery seems pretty striking and pretty uh pretty blatant and i feel like i i'm pretty sure the cub scouts or boy scouts i should say i was in cub scouts so i keep saying cub scouts but boy scouts uh, have been fairly litigious in the past, so they may have refrained from saying this song is about the Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he could have said like he. I think he could have alluded to it more directly if that's indeed where we he was were going, going camping in our legally distinct boys' <laughs> club where we did outdoor things. My friend, tied a knot. Okay, yes. <laughs> but we that's were what all I'm saying, hanging like... out at the BSA and my very best friend. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. I think it strikes an interesting balance. <laughs> I, no, I, li I, I, I like it being obscure. I like it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I... So, so the trouble is Tracy with Tracy, <laughs> Tracy. is that I'm too naive. The trouble is Tracy. Tracy is Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the trouble is Tracy. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll take the hit on this one. We're not spoon feeding you everything, Tracy. <laughs> that's what this podcast was really. You didn't know that's why I created this podcast, is so that everyone could explain to me what these songs are really about. It's about heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh. And try <laughs> All right, I still have a problem with one of his lines in the song. Then you better fix it. Okay. Who, me or Aaron, or both? I don't. We're ready. Come anymore. on, Aaron. We got this. So, inline bowline is a very famous knot. It's a very well used knot. Am I correct, uh, Stefan? Uh, a regular bowline is an inline bowline is a little bit more challenging. It's more used for um, rock climbing and stuff of that nature. If you tie it wrong, right. is it not is it not an inline Eskimo? It can be, but I mean, I, well, I was going to say it's not as common as uh, as candles candle pin. Uh, <laughs> but Eskimos. No inline skates they have ice skates and that works better for them inline skates <laughs> right. are way too slippery on ice i was gonna say i didn't like the line it wasn't in the book that i bought because that wouldn't make sense but stefan just totally blew that oh i did <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry now speaking of oh, tv we're, shows we're... And, and very out there movies um it's interesting that i listened to this song this week because i've been for some reason binging 13 reasons why and what? this is matched up perfectly this week with with binging that yeah oh yeah oh so something about the universe is trying to tell me something <laughs> i don't know what let's let's not read too much yeah let, let's not read too much into that are you okay tracy i don't even want to make a joke right now tracy that's... it's sending me a message <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> do we need to talk i mean we're here <laughs> tracy is fine you're cutting all this out, right? <laughs> no, but I really have enjoyed watching uh, that. Call <laughs> there are numbers yes. you can. But really, I, I really have enjoyed. I, I really have enjoyed I, watching that show, and so to have this music then come up, which one is a song I don't listen to often, and then have it like mesh in with that is probably part of the reason I actually kind of liked it a little bit more listening to it right now. Um, I feel compelled at this point, and it's going to sound sarcastic coming from me. That's why I wish it wasn't me saying it. Uh, but yeah, um, Do you want me to say it? it's the National <coughs> Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you're having any 
thoughts like that or you need help, please yes. call it. I'm being completely sincere and serious mm-hmm. right now. That's actually yes. a charity I've raised money for yeah, um, before. So, um, way to take the air out of the room, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's but it, yeah. it, it, no, it needs I to be said. It, we, yeah. tr- truthfully, though, this song yes. can trigger people, and I know I've been in there in the past, and I know people that have, and um, you you've got to know there are people you can talk to, and and you and please stop, you know, make sure you're talking to someone, letting letting Definitely. them know what you're what you're feeling. I agree. Yeah, I talk to my close friends when I'm feeling like that. Okay, I guess I know I'm not your close friend now. You've never talked to me Ooh. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have your phone number. <laughs> no one does. I hate being called. <laughs> I'm a millennial. Exactly. So why just don't I turn to you, you fair weather friend. Um, just join his know. Twitch stream and let him know there. Come on, you you've got options. <laughs> if it can't be said over Twitter, then it's not worth it. So I, I'm amazed that you guys haven't even brought up the lyric. It's handy on a whim. Right. I, I'm kind of amazed that you guys we were saving that for you go ahead yeah this is your (laughs) moment mike drop us all Stefan. i'm surprised because it's like why would why would they say that why because most people think of a whim as just kind of spur of the moment yeah yep which is applicable to you know um uh this guy using a noose to do whatever he wants to do. I'm not sure how oh, whimsical suicide is. <laughs> ah, but um, a bowling goes on a whim, which is a windlass for a boat. Ah, so, wait, what? Wow. No. Is that a thing? Thank you. What? I learned a thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new pun that I didn't even know was if, there. Jim, well, you need to come on the show. If that was wow. indeed the pun that you were making, you need to come on the show and back that up. That is amazing. So... Um, it's, wow. It's old... So what? It, wait. So what is it again? A whim? A uh, whim is a an old term for using uh, for a windlass. Um, and a windlass can be used for any number of things. It's mostly common on a boat, and what it is is it's a, basically a winch-like thing that hauls up anchors and lets it go down. So you can always tie a bowline onto that and secure something. So you can tie a bowline onto a whim. Andy on a whim. That is awesome. Jim Holy. Cregan, you magnificent bastard. Wow. I just, if that was true, I just gained so much more. Holy like, crap. Cred- credentials for. We for need like an inception sound effect. Wah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. So there wow. you go. And you don't use Thank a bowling for sure. You don't, I don't have bowling. Could you? I'm not saying should you. I'm asking. Could, could you, you though? Could you use a bowling? Would you? Could you on a shoe? I, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they call it a shoe knot, a inline bowling. I don't know, but it's just a shoe knot to me. <laughs> <laughs> you tie two loops and you connect can, them. Can you use the rabbit in a whole reference when tiling a bowling? That's. Uh, <laughs> can you still do the rabbit in the cave? Yes, the rabbit comes out of the hole, goes around the tree, and goes back down the hole. That's how. You, okay. Yep. Well, there That's you go. So you could use it for a shoe. Inland. Could you use it for a shoe? Yeah, does it? You do like a simple overhand and then Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe maybe he's doing it for a shoe to pay tribute to his friend now. I'd yeah, he's, he's being a little eccentric in his shoe tying yes. technique. You know what? From in now until to... from now for the rest of my life, I will always do a bowling on my shoes to honor okay. you. Okay. Big question for everyone here now. On a scale of 1 to 10, how awful are you going to feel if you find out this is an, a biographical tune and this is something that actually happened? <laughs> Tracy, go back and scrub all the laughs. No one laughs. No one laughs episode. this entire episode. You're going to have a hell of a time editing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like right there. That, no, no laughs right there. Just silence. No, right. No, that, that that's this whole spot just got cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't get cut. Just the laughs. And, uh, it's just silence. And oh. That, Wow. Was the last episode of the Bad Naked ABC. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Left Thank you, Morgan Freeman. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so the shoelace oh. knot is called a bow knot. I looked it up. I had to. You licked it up? I licked it up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> licked it up. Yeah. Oh. He's licking up that knowledge. <laughs> Lapping it up. <laughs> licking up that sweet, sweet knowledge. <laughs> oh, there's your cat. I know. The right parts of my cat this time. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's good to be back in an episode live with you, Stefan. <laughs> hey, you derailed the train, oh. pal. Oh, oh man, the morning after Tracy episode uh, edits this episode is going to be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> there it is. Ooh, all right, does anyone else have anything to add about the song? I don't like it. No, I didn't like it. I couldn't get through it. I, right, we're not so doing ratings tell yet. Tell me more about that. What me? Because you've been quiet. Yes, it's a pretty short song. It's not. I like, just what. It's longer than how's the level. Did you get to the bridge the, where they had the new chord? It's the A, A. No, I couldn't even get there. Did they blow your mind with that E minor? Like, what? E minor? What? E minor? We're mining new Damn. territory. I, I'm thinking, you know, they'll pass anything for a song nowadays. <laughs> you know? How, how did Statler and Waldorf become one person is what I want to know. <laughs> They are my idol. That was awful. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a sarcastic, snooty thing that they would say, but... I haven't seen this much monotony since my honeymoon. Oh, <laughs> Jeff, that's truth, I believe. That Self-owned. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, why don't we switch over to some numbers here? Why don't you give us a rating? Oh, uh, let's do this on a scale. <laughs> How many whims? Oh, no, I whims, whims, yes. How I was going to say, I was, zero to five whims. I was going to say, our, that, that's our... probably the nicest thing to take out of this song at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like whims. Because uh, that, was, that was obviously the, uh, that was obviously the euphoric, climatic, Surprise moment of the episode. That was a little cherry on top. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> the one um, whimsical moment. The one whimsical moment of the episode. The rest has been all somber and straight-faced and yeah. serious. I mean, with dirge music uh, no in the background. No laughs here. No laughs here. It's all episode. Right? I know you said yeah. dirge, but I thought you said durst at first, and I'm just picturing <laughs> yeah. you there's a playing whole, Limp Biscuit. There's the a background. whole lot of Limp Biscuit. yeah. Dirge. Tell about the he said, she said. Um... <laughs> Give me something to break. Um. So, uh, uh, Aaron Wims. <laughs> Aaron Wims. Aaron Wims. Um. Oh, I need so to grab a drink. I, I. Born Human was one of the other songs that was supposed to be on this album that got cut. Ah, yes. And even though Born Human was clearly a Kevin Hearn tune, I kind of got flashbacks listening to this because of the they might be giantsiness of it all. Uh, and I gave that one a 3.6, and I liked it. I like inline bowline or inline bowline um, <laughs> quite a bit more. Bowlin, sorry. Uh, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not talking. That's not, that's not talking, that's not talking so, about I told her. you I had to piss off the entire internet. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, I like inline bowline quite a bit more. Uh, looking back, I gave Humongous Tree a 4.1. That was also a very simple song, almost entirely two chords as well. So those are my kind of reference points. And I really do like Inline Bowline more than even Humongous Tree, which in spite of the shalalalas, uh, a very fun tune, I, I like this one more, probably because it was a bit deeper upon further inspection and had some kind of uh, interesting kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like uh, cognitive dissonance going on with the, the feel of the tune and the lyrical content. Um, so even though Humongous Tree was really a standout for snack time, I think I like inline, bowline, bowline, <laughs> uh, a little bit Bowl. more. So, uh, I will, I will give inline, bowline a 4.2 whims out of five, which puts it in very prestigious company with bank job, which I still think was Ooh. criminally underrated by the rest of the squad. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to pretty much tell you my order because I, I know tonight, cause I know I, I can feel some haterade coming. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to end with me, which I don't normally do. Oh, cool. Um, so we're going to go Tracy, Stefan, then me. All right. All right. Uh, uh, remaining so, order. um, I started off hating this song, as I mentioned earlier, because of the live version. Um, I like this version much better. The recorded version of this is much more complex and I like how they're playing with the channels again. And 
I like Kevin's playing on the guitar. I'm guessing it's Kevin. Um, so because of where this version is, well, I really like it right now. And well, well, who knows, you know, next week I might not like it, but then again, maybe I, I will, who knows, you know, do you get what I'm driving at, Jeff? I guess you could say that I, I love this song intermittently. <laughs> Which is next week's song. Oh, um, Lord. An early transition. That, he's Night. been he's been doing that though, Aaron. We got he's been, M. Night yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah, no, he's been no, he's he's actually been sneaking them in early now. Yeah. That's, Sometimes he, I do. He, we never know when we're getting them. Gotta, no, gotta you might get shows. it next week at the first week first word of the the whole episode. Like who knows? Um but I, I do and next like, week's song is by the way. <laughs> I do like this song though. Um I don't love it though. It's it's on my list of songs to listen to now. Only the recorded version, um, not the live version. And so for that reason, I'm going to give it a three point six. Wow, respectable. It's it's, it's a it's a nice rocker. It's fun to listen to, but it's not one where I'm like, this is BNL's best music ever. <laughs> All right, Stefan, tell us tell us how much you love this. Song. Oh my lord. Well. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If I try listening to this song twice and I can't make it through at all, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to lower this average. Uh, I, I don't know what you're smoking, but... <laughs> uh, I'll offer you some later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So it must make your ears sound better. Um <laughs> It's over, sounds it's, great it's, right it's, now. It's over the counter, Stefan. You can buy it in any convenience store. Oh, oh okay. Probably Aaron's too, by the way. Yeah, we're, we're just we're just vaping, bro. We're just a couple of hip young millennials. <laughs> oh, Come on, boy. Yeah. Oh, All right, well. I wish. <laughs> kind of flip flopping about about how many whims I should give this sucker. You know, on one hand, I'm. I'm kind of a fishing guy. I grew up on the lobster boat, and I'm accustomed to tying all kinds of knots. And I use bowling quite a bit. It's my favorite. It's my go-to. Your go-to knot. Uh, but this song, not so much, man. Um, so I, I can't be sentimental about a knot. I really can't. I'm um, afraid not. However, you know, <laughs> there are some of oh, uh, there are some of the <laughs> lyrics that just. They do. Sounds like you're pretty tied up right now, Stephen. <laughs> I am. Is that an invitation, Jeff? You did have a hard time at your honeymoon. <laughs> I can never compete with your cat, dude. I know. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a losing uh, battle. I've tried. I yeah. know. <laughs> it is. Don't worry. She can be invited, too. So... Getting, getting oh, back. I couldn't write fanfic like this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys invited oh me. God. Who invited who here? You invited me. <laughs> but no, I mean, in my life... All the, I'm... all the fan letters saying, this show got weird once you brought Stefan and Jeff on. <laughs> it was all wholesome before this. No. <laughs> no, you guys didn't hear the Bobby episodes. <laughs> I was going to say, we brought Bobby on just a few weeks ago, and man, there was nothing wholesome about that episode. I had, I think that was ended up on a, like a five-minute episode with the amount that I edited out of that one. It was all Yoko. So you so you love the song because? Yeah. Uh, well, I like the song because, I mean, I go through hard times in my life as well. Uh, I'm, thank you, Aaron, for sharing the, the hotline number. Um, I've never yes, had to call welcome. it because I, I have close friends that are able to help me and, you know, um, make me feel like I'm, I'm worth being here. And, um, and so this song does resonate in that aspect of things. And I figure, you know what, if I'm meant to be here, I'm meant to be here. And if I'm not, then the universe can take me out. I'll, I'll give the universe that right. Go ahead. Do it if you want to. Yep. So that means I have purpose, and I like that about this song because um, I feel like I still have purpose uh, despite what my brain says. So, um, 
but I still can't rank it very high. I've gotta gotta give it what it's worth. Um, Stefan, great song or greatest song? <laughs> <laughs> One whim. One, one whim. whim. One whim. That's generous. now, Tracy. Can we all have like one veto a year? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can we? Because this is really going to bring it down. I was going to rank it like 0.5. Okay, well, we appreciate you. You brought it up a little bit. You're welcome. We appreciate you adjusting. I couldn't listen to it. I just couldn't couldn't do it. It's like scratching nails down a chalkboard. Jim, we love you. Please come on the show. (laughs) Yes, Now, I have a better pun than I said earlier. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> no, you don't. How's that even possible? No, you don't. <laughs> is it just don't. Is it better than my cow pun? No. It, it was. Because if yes. it is, don't say it because your I want to top the puns. Your pun was pretty good. That was good. Let me have the best pun of the night, Tracy. I, I can't. No, absolutely not. That's. <clears throat> You're all full of now. Pl- I can't pl- say it because now I, I'm just no. Go myself. no. Go ahead. The, the shows you. The shows your brainchild. You do it. You do you. <laughs> this is his brainchild. That explains a lot. This is his brainchild. <laughs> his brain this is, is what my brainchild looks like. He's the one who woke up one day and said, "I want to exhaust the next 20 years of my life talking about every BNL song <laughs> alphabetically, no matter how long it takes." It was a very whimsical decision, <laughs> dear BNL. And- Please stop making new songs. I will never finish this. No, don't actually stop. No, don't don't stop. No, no, no. So what I was going to say is that this song talked a lot about whimsy. Yeah. But but next week's song talks a lot about being flip floppy as well and being very whimsical. In that it it's about loving someone intermittently. Does that mean next week is the last whimsy? Oh. <laughs> Obscure cinema references for 500 Alex. <laughs> yes. Aaron out wow. puns me on that one. This song is the world according to Wim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible television references for 500 Alex. <laughs> Jim Belushi, we. No, we don't love you. <laughs> Do you know I actually tried to I actually tried to at Jim Belushi recently because he no this is actually a true story. I'm totally stalling on my on my writing. Um no, Jim Belushi apparently did this really uh weird animated film called Tugger the Jeep 4x4 that wanted to fly. Tugger. And it also starred it also Go starred on. it also starred Carrot Top. Oh, no. And uh, apparently it was put together by a Christian company. What? Uh, and there were three, three versions made. and uh, Just three? That's amazing. Oh, I've researched this. And the reason why is because my wife, who's obsessed with Jeeps, saw this in the store for like two bucks oh, no. um, and picked it up. Oh, no. And my two-year-old one day still – is this, this this thing, I've as long as I've known my wife, which is five years – this thing was still wrapped, never watched, and my two-year-old picked it up and wanted to watch it. And we're like, there's no way he's going to love this movie. <laughs> we unwrapped it. The animation is definitely not Pixar <laughs> by any means. It's not uh, DreamWorks. It's pretty rough. But <laughs> my two-year-old son loved this movie and the songs and everything. Little by little, we all became giant Tugger fans. <laughs> so after you watch Host, which, by the way, watch Host first. I highly rate it's on Tubi. Go check out Tugger, the Jeep 4x4 that wanted to fly. It'll change your life. So, <laughs> I'm still not convinced this is a thing that's real. I mean, every movie. fact that you shared about it got progressively less and less believable. So where it's weird so is the second of the musical. Jim Belushi as Tugger, the Jeep, and oh Carrot Top as, the shorty, as shorty, the radio. And and Carrot Top is the radio that tries to talk Tugger out of flying, and uh, it's a glorious piece of filmmaking. With some of the these songs will change your life, I'm telling you. And, and like, hey Joe, wow. what did you think of this and, song? And, and I actually, and at the end of the second version, there's a sequel thing that says Tugger will return in this movie. But if you get the DVD version, that's not there. And I've looked and I've tried to find the sequel to Tugger, 
and I cannot find it. Spoiler so I finally alert. added Jim Belushi on Twitter, and apparently Jim Belushi now grows uh, legal marijuana. That's his, his new job, um, and has put out books and stuff about it. And I'm like, Jim, where's the sequel? And he never got back to me. So I'm just saying I'm a little disappointed in Jim Belushi right now. Jeff, are so you not telling me going to go as Tuggers for Halloween? We might. It's going to happen. Actually, we were going to have a Tugger birthday party for my son, but then he he bailed. Watched Cars, and now that you know, he watched Cars, and now that's replaced. Oh my but, gosh! Um, Lightning McQueen has replaced Tugger. Owen Wilson so, replacing John Belushi. I know. I, I, that's John, what I'm like, like Jim my two-year-old son. Please. How can you raise Jim Belushi above Owen Wilson? I mean, that's hey Jeff. That's what did you think of this song? How do I feel about the song? Um, <laughs> I got to get serious now. <laughs> so when this song started, I'm like, this, this sounds like a Weezer song. And I didn't not like that point because I love Weezer. <laughs> it, it goes into inline bowline or bowline. And I had no idea what that was when I first heard the song. <clears throat> As the song went on and, uh, um, you know, we obviously know what it's about. And I realized that they were referring to a knot, and I the shades came back to me. I was a Cub Scout. I was in Cub Scouts for several years. I stopped at Weeblos um, because a little something the podcast might not know about me is I am bisexual, and really struggled with that for a lot of years um, in in my identity. And uh, um, the other thing is, uh, as a child, I really. You might want to cut some of this, but I really question. I was really into religious kind of things, and even all the way up till college, I was playing bell choir and an elder in in church. And I'm also um, spent most of my life as an atheist, so I'm a bisexual atheist. And and I was in. I thought you were Jewish. And and ancestrally, I am Jewish, but uh, that's not how I was raised. Um, I'm so confused. I'm I'm adopted, dude. Oh, okay. Um, my ancestors are Jewish. <laughs> I'm a con- I'm I'm an enigma. I'm a I'm an enigma wrapped in a puzzle. So um, I was in Cub Scouts when, and I have nothing against the idea behind the Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts. First of all, if you are a fan, that is awesome. There are people and, too. and I know they're 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 changing their tunes, and they are allowing atheists and gays in now, uh, and gay people, and awesome for them for doing that. But I heard that you cannot be an atheist and be a upstanding citizen or live a, a valued life you cannot be gay yeah. and live a valued life um and so i've hinted at some dark times in my life which i did have before i'm the wholesome well-rounded married with five kids putting out music person you see i went through a very rough period um where you know this song hits close to home i was suicidal for years and thought there's no way i'm ever going to be successful in life and this is um you know, I'm the I'm a horrible father. I'm a horrible. Uh, I I can't do anything right, um, and I feel like some of that stemmed from what I was told when I was in the Scouts, and that's that's where I went to. And if, if this song has nothing to do with that, then that's just the you know, music is interpretation. We hear what we hear when we listen to music, and I know I know <clears throat> I know Tracy had said this is an obscure song, but as soon as I heard knots and books and game, I was like, that's Cub Scouts, that's Boy Scouts, that's what it is, and. Um, so this song hit pretty hard for that reason um, and uh, brought back a lot of memories. Is it musically the best BNL song? No. Is it lyrically the best BNL song? No, but I think it's um, uh, I think they hide some I think Jim hides some good lyrics in here. I got to that third verse and I heard that he ties his canoe, which is a Boy Scout reference, I think. He ties his canoe with this knot. He ties his shoe with this knot. He does it in honor of this person that was told how you feel is wrong and they couldn't take that and i love the really why really why really why at the end i love that fade out of really why i think this is a really powerful song and i wasn't expecting that when this was supposed to be the easy night (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i'm not gonna lie this song hits really hard and i listened to it several times after um tracy first sent it i don't think i ever heard this one before maroon was my first bnl album it's the one that brought me to the dance so I never heard the song because it was a you know a, a B side. I didn't hear this until now. I really like this song. I think it gets. I, I love the monotony of it. I love the idea behind it. I got to go high on this one uh, simply because of the idea. Normally I'd say lyrically not so good, uh, music not so good. I'm gonna rank it lower. Um, I think Jim does a really good idea of giving the feels in this one, and I got to go four point five. Wow, nice. 
Wow. We we hit the whole gamut yeah. on that yeah. one. The thing is, is that this sounds lighthearted. The music sounds lighthearted. This is not a lighthearted song. In no, the and Aaron and, I, Aaron and I have talked about that. We both, I know, I think I speak for him. We like songs that are dark, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but sound light. Like like the whole pumped up kicks thing, yeah. and and you oh, know, yeah. um, uh, like I said, I've mentioned I don't like Mondays, which is one of my favorite examples of that. A very bright, bouncy song that talks about a very serious, dark subject. And I, I, I've always been kind of a sucker for that kind of music that does that. Well, and as we mentioned earlier, like Jim's <clears throat> song that we just recently covered, I saw it once again. Dark topic. There again, you could go back to a similar childhood experience with I saw it, just as you get in with this. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't know if he'd ever talk about that, but I, I feel like there's something with Jim's music that highlights something. And I would really be curious to hear what he has to say. And thank you yeah. for sharing, Jeff. I mean, yeah. that's not easy for... No, that's no problem. I mean, yeah. I want I want people to know that, you know, you yeah. can overcome... And you sharing you know, may help uh, a lot. You know, I, was, I, would, I, I had to hit the bottom before I climbed up, and, you know, I know that... It's possible, and like like Aaron went sharing the suicide hotline number uh, is huge for me because you have to know that. I mean, I I needed people to get out uh, of my situation. I needed people to talk to that weren't going to say yes, yeah. you're a failure. You know, I uh, and it it was a long like like don't get me wrong, it was a long hard road to climb out of that and get to where I am today. But um, you know, you you have to know that people will listen. There are people out there that will listen. You know. Yeah. And, and you're a beautiful example of that, Jeff, in that you went through that really dark period. And because you went through it, because you were able to live through that experience and have people to support you and come out to the other side, you are putting out beautiful work now yeah. that people are thoroughly enjoying. And it, it really is a testament to like the importance of finding the people that will support you in the light in those in those dark dark times because every, not everyone has those dark times but people do have those really dark times and finding the the suicide hotline for example will help you find those little itty small pieces of light and latch onto them until they can become bigger until until the world can become a better place for you again and and you can start to start feel uh that that the world's better for you even if you start believing you have a purpose just start believing you know and then then you start searching for it and you mm -hmm. see that there's a lot of things that you can contribute and just knowing that you can yeah. contribute is uh gives you a sense of self-value and that that goes a long way and thank you. And don't let it and don't let it put you down if someone doesn't like what you do, regardless of what it is. If you have a dream or you have um, you know, if there's I know for me, I wanted to do music all my life. I wanted to write music, I wanted to create. Um, um I know people just want to work with others uh and do things, but you know, because of what I went through, that road didn't happen until now. You know, I'm started writing music 40 uh, well, I started putting out music a few years ago and you're still going to get people that are going to go you suck you know yeah. don't do this you know um, <clears throat> you know why are you doing what you're doing um, you have to know that there's an audience for what you do and oh, you have yeah. to know and regardless of whether it's putting out yeah. art or, or being a teacher or being making soap like my wife does um, there's an audience for what you do you're going to have people tell you you know you're worthless or, or you shouldn't do this and you have to find somewhere where you can tell yourself that what I'm doing has an audience and that's the people that matter. Yep. Not, the, not the person that says, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or because everyone says that for a reason. You know, sometimes someone, someone just doesn't want to see someone yeah. do better and they want to bring you down, you know. Yeah, uh, most often. You hear that, Jorker? Most often. Huh? And, and if, you're being <laughs> if you're being creative and following your dreams and creating something – you could actually be an inspiration to people who yep. are also struggling and they can actually pull a lot out of that. Not to get too, uh, 
too too serious on our silly little show, but um, <laughs> I, I feel like well, that's why I said take that Jorker. I mean, nice little easy episode, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> we started off so light on this little suicide ditty. Um, no, but uh, uh, one thing I will say is I, I don't love the fact that I get older every day. But I, the one thing that is nice about getting older is that you really do gradually care less and less of what other people think about you and it's very freeing to just be like yeah whatever man what do you know like I'm, we're all just spinning around at you know thousands of miles per hour on this rock and you know nobody knows what they're doing just do what you want to do it makes you happy just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour it's orbiting at 90 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. <laughs> you know what else? You know what else is getting a little bit older every day? This episode, <laughs> Maroon. <laughs> Maroon is getting a little bit older every day, and it just hit 20 oh. years old. And they just released a new album of it, the deluxe album. You can get it on Spotify. And on this deluxe album, they put all of the songs on there that weren't released for this album and they took hidden sun they took it off as a hidden song and put it as a number 13 track it actually has its own spot now you can listen to it separately from tonight i fell asleep at the wheel was so it and I, hidden, I hidden sun is a is a hidden track on this one too isn't it though so it, it, it was but not not on the new deluxe disc. is it now it has its own oh spot. okay why don't they just call it Eclipse? And so then, like, so number 13, we have Hidden Sun. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe 